Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep Them Wild podcast. I'm your host, Solon. And today I'm going to be flying solo. I'm going to tell you a little bit about World Elephant Day and the elephants that come along with it. This is just going to be a small part and the long series of World Wildlife Days that we're going to be doing to raise awareness for species of concern throughout the planet and tell you what you can do to help. Elephants, it's safe to say, are unanimously loved by all, so I figured what better way to learn about them than on World Elephant Day. So a little bit of background, World Elephant Day was co-founded by Patricia Sims and the Elephant Reintroduction Foundation, which was an initiative of the H.M. Queen Circuit of Thailand. And the day is primarily supported by the World Elephant Society. They're the organization that currently keeps it set up and running since 2012 when it started. So Global Elephant Day has partnered with 100 elephant conservation organizations throughout the world, which is really good because one of the things that these global awareness days do for wildlife is they help bring funding to some of these conservation organizations. So a lot of times funding to these organizations are at their highest on these particular days. World Elephant Day is for all three of the African and Asian elephant species with both species being threatened by habitat loss, poaching primarily for their ivory, human elephant conflicts, as well as suffering from the mistreatment and captivity. Up until March of 2021, the International Union for Conservation of Nature, also known as the IUCN, only recognized two species of elephant, the African elephant and the Asian elephant. However, due to new genetic evidence, it was decided that there were two species of African elephants. Currently, the IUCN recognizes three species of elephants, the Asian elephant with the scientific name Elephus maximus, the African forest elephant, scientific name Loxodonta cyclotus, and the African savanna elephant with the scientific name Loxodonta africana. But previously, there is only one species of African elephant recognized, and this was going to be Loxodonta africana with several other subspecies under it, and there still are some other subspecies as well. However, there are many subspecies recognized within these species groups, um, with only the African forest elephant not having any extra subspecies that are currently recognized. And for some more background on some of these wildlife and global awareness days that I think this one's particularly relevant to the elephants because according to the journal, the revelator and PhD candidate Marcus Chua, the Species Awareness Days do increase monetary contributions to the conservation organizations, as well as increase the spread of important information about these species. And funding is often incredibly tight for species conservation, so increasing monetary contributions is incredibly important. However, sadly for the elephants and other charismatic species, that is not the case. On World Elephant Day, it has been documented that sometimes the funding and the spread of information on these special days actually goes down. So that's one of the reasons I felt it was super important to do this Wildlife Day for elephants because they are in a lot of trouble with human conflicts, deforestation, and poaching. And that that really hasn't stopped over the years. So that's why I think it's important to keep talking about them, keep doing what we can do to support these organizations that are trying to 
conserve and protect these elephants. So hopefully I can change that by telling you some cool facts about the elephants, kind of get Elephant Awareness Day back on the map or back on the calendar rather. And in different ways you can help, even if you're far away or even if you've never seen an elephant in person. So to start off with, I think is most the unusual aspect about the elephant, the trunk. The trunk can hold about eight liters of water and has 150,000 muscle units in it. And it's also used as a snorkel when swimming. So when you see that in cartoons, it's something that they actually do. They use it to breathe when they're underwater. They also use the trunk for eating and foraging. And with that eating and foraging comes the second most noticeable thing about the elephant, which is their size. They're the largest land animal with the African forest elephants being the smallest and the Asian elephants being in the middle and the largest elephant being the African savanna elephant. So the African forest elephant is eight to 10 feet tall, which is roughly 2.4 to three meters, 4,000 pounds, which is about 1,800 kilograms to 10,000 pounds, which is 4,500 kilograms. So that's a pretty huge range, which you're going to see the difference primarily in the difference between female and males because they, they do vary quite a difference in their size. And the Asian elephants, they're going to be six and a half to 11 and a half feet tall, which is roughly two to three and a half meters and 11,000 pounds or 5,000 kilograms. And the African savanna elephants are going to be coming in at 10 to 13 feet tall at about three to four meters. And that's about 8,000 pounds to 14,000 pounds is going to be their weight, which is about 3,600 to 6,400 kilograms. So a lot of this overlap in size is going to be the male versus female overlap because the females are going to be a lot smaller than the male elephants. That's why you're going to see some overlap in these species. And obviously, there's always going to be outliers, um, some that are going to be a lot smaller, some that are going to be a lot larger, just like humans. Animals are going to vary in size. So how do they keep up this weight and stature? Well, they're entirely herbivorous and they need to eat about 330 pounds of food a day, which is about 150 kilograms. However, a lot of the food that they eat actually goes undigested. And all of this nutritious vegetation makes them the largest animal on land. Crazy, right? So on average, throughout the multiple elephant species, they're eating 18 hours of the day. So they spend most of the day eat, eating. And a lot of times the food they eat doesn't get digested. It just kind of passes right on through, but they still eat a ton. Along with their size, they also have quite wrinkly skin. And this wrinkly skin helps them hold more moisture uh, compared to flat, smooth skin. And elephants keep their skin clean by frequently taking baths and dust baths when water is short. And they even use dust and mud to protect themselves from the harmful sun rays, the same we would with sunscreen. And not only are elephants smart enough to use sunscreen, they also have a very intense and complicated communication system. They use loud trumpet calls and deep trumpet sounds and vocalizations that are inaudible to humans. And for what I think is one of the coolest ways to communicate is through seismic vibrations that they detect through their bones. So they can actually sense different types of communications that are used by stomping on the ground, which is pretty cool. And while we're still continuously learning about how smart elephants truly are, they do seem to really never forget as they have a highly developed hippocampus, which allows them to recall emotions and environmental signs to remember specific events, 
like which elephant was nice to them or mean to them, and then signs of things like a drought. So that way they can recognize if the next watering hole is going to be available or not. And sadly, they also remember their past traumas and distresses that they suffer mostly from human caused incidences. And they can develop things like post-traumatic stress disorder, which is known as PTSD. One thing that they found is that no matter how long it's been for an elephant since they witnessed a mass killing of their kin or had negative human conflict interactions, they never seem to forget that. And they will show signs of this trauma often throughout the rest of their life. Given that elephants are so amazing, how did they get here? How did they get on this endangered species list? And how did they get to the unfortunate scenario of having a wildlife day dedicated to them? Well, in the past century, the elephant population was reduced by 90%, with the current population being under 500,000 elephants globally, with some subspecies having very low numbers or some subspecies being eliminated entirely, which that would be like the Syrian elephant and the Chinese elephant. And this is primarily due to the ivory trade, habitat loss, and habitat fragmentation. So the ivory trade is something that really needs to be addressed immediately. We've seen a lot of different changes in the past decade that will help put a stop to the ivory trade, but still around 20,000 elephants are killed annually just for their tusks. The United States implemented a near total ban on the elephant ivory trade in 2016, with only a few states in the U.S. allowing for the trade of small approved amounts of ivory, mostly for historic artifacts and preservation. And the United Kingdom, Singapore, Hong Kong, and other elephant ivory markets followed suit. Most significantly, though, China took the remarkable stop of closing its legal domestic ivory market at the end of 2017. And other Asian countries with open elephant ivory trade are under substantial pressure to take this action as well. And not only does the ivory trade need to be addressed, we also need to be addressing things like habitat loss and fragmentation. So to describe habitat fragmentation a little bit more, that's when their habitat's being divided either by a city or by a road, railroads, things like that, that might obstruct them from going to all these different locations that they need to visit to survive and reproduce. So some things you can do to help elephants is make sure that you never buy or purchase ivory, even if you're in states or countries where it's legal. However, one of the biggest things I think especially that might be more applicable to people who are listening to this, is to never support events or facilities that use elephants for entertainment or riding. Many rescue organizations allow for the riding of elephants. However, this is a sign that they're not a legitimate rescue, and they may actually contribute to the capture of wild elephants for profit and mistreat the elephants that are not behaving accordingly. So for monetary support, if you want to help elephants by donating to some different organizations, some that I think would be good to support would be Elephant Voices, Save the Elephants, David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, International Elephant Foundation, and Elephants Without Borders. And there's over 100 organizations out there. Um, but I think, you know, if you're donating to one, just try to make sure that you do some background research on them first and make sure that they're not mistreating any elephants that they may have or maybe rescuing and see what their actual mission is and do some digging into them to see how good they actually are. But these are some of the main ones that I think are good to support. And then you can also follow the link in our show notes to find some other organizations that would be good to support as well. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. And I hope you enjoy World Elephant Day. Make sure to spread some positive information about elephants and what we can do to help. Thanks again. 
Thank you for listening to Keep Them Wild. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. If you have suggestions on stories, topics, or other content, please email us at adventurersforanimals at gmail.com.